welcome to episode 161 of the Various and Sundry podcast. I am your host, Matt Harmon, joined live from the Manahan Orthopedic Capital Center on the beautiful campus of Grace College and Theological Seminary by my good friend, my colleague, my co-host, and the man who was once RD of Beta Hall, John Scott Sloat. Doc, we, we have an audience today. Yes, and we are doing something we've only done once before, right here in this very stage. Yeah, I, I think they had the low stage out for us last year. Is that yeah. right, Brent? So We, we got moved up. I, we did. We're a yes. little higher. Yeah, a little closer to God. A right? little, little bit. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, so, so, so John, tell us a little bit about what you do on campus since... Oh, I mean, goodness people gracious. may not understand advancement. I mean, because my perception is quite frankly, I mean, last week you were in Fort Myers playing golf, right? Yep, I yeah. was. That's tough, suffering for the Lord there. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. Yeah, it was, it was I believe the high was 86 yeah. that day. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, oh, I heard some groaning. Don't groan. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I travel mostly the East Coast uh, connecting with our alumni, donors, friends of the institution to give them updates and eventually to uh, solicit gifts from them. Yeah. So that's, that's my full-time gig. Yeah. Works out well for you. It's, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I've been yeah. doing it six months. My boss isn't here this morning. He's in a meeting, so I can be... That's strategic. ...more honest. Yeah. 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 yeah that's probably wise. Um, Although he listens to the podcast, so I, I, I yeah. don't know. Anyway. Nathan in Indiana. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we're going to have the, the tech guys throw up a slide there on the screen uh, and talk about ways you can connect with the show. Um, you can find us on Twitter at VNSPod. Go you follow can, us now. Yeah, go there follow you go. Right now. The podcast at now. VNSPod. Uh, you can email the show if you still do email. Uh, various and sundry podcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook for the old people. And um, we are on YouTube. And what we'd love for you to do do we have the graphic? Uh, we do. Sweet. Okay. So here's what we want you to do. This is uh, shameless self-promotion. If you look on that graphic, you can see a QR code, right? If you go ahead and put your phone on that, it'll take you to the latest episode. And so if you would find a way to subscribe or even download an episode or two, that would be uh, really helpful for us. Yeah. This will not uh, check you out of chapel. It will not. You know, this good. is not a scan out of chapel. This is yes. for the podcast only. Yes. So you're welcome, Brent. Yes. Uh, now, uh, as we usually do, we're going to start with, um, with sports. We, we both love sports. We're not going to talk a ton of sports here, but normally we talk a broad range of sports. But today we're going to focus on sports here at Grace College. But not really soccer. We don't really talk professional soccer. We don't talk professional soccer. Just, no. Just for those in the audience... I'm looking at you, Vince, uh, that is constantly asking us to talk more yeah. soccer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I'm not offended by it. I just, you know, don't enjoy it as much. I can see him tapping away on his phone, getting ready yeah. to ask a question okay. about soccer. Not hey. going to happen. Okay. So um, let's talk. So winter sports here. So men's basketball uh, currently ranks seventh in the country, second in the Crossroads League. So shout out to the men. Last night. They went on the road and yeah. beat number 16, Marion, on the road, uh, 80 to 70, led by Ian Smith. Scott. Did I say Scott? I said Smith. It's Scott. It's uh, Ian Scott. I know it's Ian Scott. You know, you know why I know it's Ian Scott? Here's the thing. All right, sidebar. Um, when he first started playing, I think this is his second year, um, 
I consistently called him Nathan Scott. Do you know why? You know why. Come on, some of you know why. One Tree Hill, right? Right? Kind of looks like him a little bit. But uh, anyway, I finally got past the Ian I don't, Scott. I don't know what to do with this information. And now it's, and now I call him Ian Smith. I know it's Ian Scott. I'm sorry, Ian. Anyway, he led us with 15 points. Next up, Saturday against Indiana Wesleyan. This is the point where you boo, right? Okay. Um, who is first in the Crossroads League, and uh, we need to win that game. So uh, Frankie Davidson uh, is on the watch list for the Bevo Francis uh, Best Small College Basketball Player in the Country. And this is just a fun team to watch. Yeah. A lot of good athletes. Uh, I had to coach against Frankie in high school. How'd that go? Not good. <laughs> no. Uh, though I actually did see him smile once in, 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 uh, on the floor. So he's just not a very expressive player. Just yeah, very calm, very, very collected. Even. Yeah. yeah, I talked. Absolutely. I was. I don't know if I. I don't know if you all know this. I was in Fort Myer, Florida last week, and I, I think had you mentioned that. Yeah, uh, breakfast with one of our alum, and he looked at me and goes, "Do you watch Grace College basketball?" And I said, "Absolutely." And he went on for like 20, 25 minutes about watching men's and women's basketball yeah. and how much he loves. That he could be in Fort Myer, Florida, watching the live stream yeah, that's great. of our men's and women's basketball games. Yeah, absolutely. It was a very cool moment. Yeah. Uh, and let's talk a little women's basketball. Currently third in the Crossroads League. Last night, they lost a tough one to number six, Marion, who uh, is always very good. Next game, against Indiana Wesleyan as well. And they are led by Maddie Ryman and Carly Feldman, which is interesting because if I looked at the stats, they literally have scored the exact same number of points throughout the entirety of this year so far. Oh, really? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, it's impressive. And Carly has been named the Crossroads League Player of the Week six times this year. Huh. That's impressive. Yeah, she averages a double-double. 16.4 points, 12 yeah. and a half rebounds yeah, per game. Yeah, give it up. For, clap it up. Give it up for Carly. Yeah. And uh, they are coached by a raving lunatic named Dan Davis. You're familiar with I him, I think yes? that's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, and I don't think he'd deny it. He might be in the room. I don't know. But uh, I don't think he would deny that accusation. That man has more energy than any person his age should. Where, where was he before he came to Grace? Somewhere in Alabama. Because he's got a great, great Southern he accent. He does. He does. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right. That's our sports update. Should we ready? <clears throat> you ready to move on here, John? Sure. Let's do it. All right. So our main topic for today is... Determining God's will. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Yes. 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 I, I need affirmation. I'm a, I'm a words of affirmation uh, kind of guy. Yes. Here. yes. We, we are going to talk about determining God's will. Um, if you're like, ooh, I have a question about that, now would be a good time to send in that text message to ask a yeah. question about that. Uh, but Doc, as we're getting going, what do we mean when we're talking about God's will? Well, you know, in this specific conversation... Uh, we are talking about figuring out what God wants us to do in situations that are not explicitly addressed by Scripture. So, um, for example, this, this discussion does not apply to, um, I'm thinking about hitting my roommate. Is that God's will for me? Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty simple one. No, it's not. I heard some yeses out there. Yikes. Um, uh, Need to get that ethics class going up again. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so we're, we're talking more about situations that are a little bit more ambiguous and not directly addressed in Scripture. So how do we, what, how do we figure out what God wants us to do? But, but we would say that, that those things would be a part of God's will, right? Oh, sure. I, I mean, yeah. if, we're, if we're talking about, you're, you're thinking of stepping out and murdering someone, and you're convinced it's in God's will. Yeah. It's not. Okay. We, we, we know this for a fact. It is not. That's a bold uh, statement. I, I yeah. appreciate you going on record like that. No yeah. problem. I'm, I'm so. here for the hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Breaking news. Grace uh, College but, but those, against those murder. Are, those, those are in God's will, right? That, that sort of like moral yeah. law sort of things are yeah. in yeah, uh, for sure. God's will, for sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, it might be related to uh, relationships. It might be related to a job situation, to just life circumstances where... Um, there's not an obvious wrong answer yeah. in, in, in the discussion there. So um, do you have any personal examples of, of how you uh, have made some missteps perhaps on determining God's will for your life or, or, or just in a specific situation? Oh, my goodness. Uh, when, uh, when I was graduating seminary here, I uh, desperately wanted to— so I'm from Long Island originally. If you don't know what that is, it's just outside New York City. Uh, it's what Brooklyn and Queens are on. I was just out in the country, which I think people in the city call crazy people. But um, okay. uh, I, I desperately wanted to move to Manhattan. I desperately wanted to be in ch- involved in churches in Manhattan. Manhattan's like 3% Christian or something like that. I mean, just a very unchurched, unchristian area of our country. Yeah. And so I desperately wanted to go there. Uh, and so I did everything I could uh, to get there. And uh, and just could, and the Lord just kept shutting doors. I yeah. uh, went there for spring break and uh, stayed in the basement of one of our alumni there, actually, uh, in his apartment in uh, oh, where was that? That was in uh, Harlem. I stayed in his apartment in Harlem and traveled. And it was around. probably like a six hundred square foot apartment that cost like three thousand dollars a month to rent. Yes, it was actually an illegal apartment because it was in the basement and had no windows. Oh, okay. Uh, so he was like, this is all under the books, you know, you know mm-hmm. don't tell anybody I actually live here. So maybe we need to have a conversation with that Grace alumnus about more obvious things about God's will. Yeah, he's moved to Queens now, I believe. <laughs> okay. But um, anyway, um, uh, I was traveling around the city meeting with pastors and all of them were like, yeah, we'd love to have more Christians here. That'd be great. We, we, we don't have anything for you. We can't hire you. We can't even mm-hmm. give, promise you a, a job at a coffee shop or anything like that. Yeah. And every time I met with one of the pastors, I think two or three times, I just kept getting doors uh, shut in my face. In fact, uh, if, you, if, you, if you're not familiar with seminary education, I did four years of undergrad and then did three years of my seminary degree. Uh, a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot mm-hmm. of effort went into that. I took a church planting evaluation uh, to get to New York City. Do you remember when I took this? Yeah. And it came back and he said, good golly, you should, you sh- your personality is really more fit to do the same thing every day, like a factory worker or, or so, you know, something along those lines. I'm like, what on earth did I learn Hebrew and Greek for? You know, um, so it was a very frustrating uh, moment. But yeah, yeah that, that's one example. Do you have an example? Uh, yeah, I remember in, uh, in college... So uh, after my sophomore year in college, I went on a summer mission project with crew out in Ocean City, New Jersey. Uh, do we have any New Jerseyites? That's not what they call them. New Jerseyans. New Jerseyans. Do we have any? No. Okay. Garden so we, Staters. Okay. So we can slander them without repercussion, right? 
Yeah, I think they're used to repercussions for being from New Jersey. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. I mean, you're from, I mean, you probably don't, you have a natural disposition, disposition towards not liking people from New Jersey. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Glad we've established yes, that. Yes, having lived in both New York and Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, uh, back in the day, the early Facebook days, I was part of a group that said, blow up New Jersey, give Pennsylvania a beach. Wow. Um, That's really aggressive. Yeah, I think it was a bit tongue-in-cheek. I don't I, think it I was a so. little... I don't think it was serious. I did not mean it seriously. Okay. But I yeah, was a part of that group. Yeah. We're, we're, okay, good. You know, we're, we're in dangerous territory here. Uh, one of the, the number one rule of the and podcast... And the president just walk, walked yeah. in as I talked about blowing up uh, yeah. New Jersey. Great. So we have... The number one rule of the podcast is, John? Don't get fired. That's right. Yeah. Don't get fired. So, um, yeah, we might be called into uh, the president's office if this goes south too far. Yeah. Um, okay. So, sophomore year, finish it up, go on a summer mission project in Ocean City, New Jersey. And towards the end of that year, I was uh, interested in this uh, lovely young woman named Courtney. And what's your wife's name? Kate. Okay. Just... <laughs> yeah. So um, I was getting to know her, and uh, she was very sweet, very kind, very attractive, very godly. All, all she, you know, she checked all the boxes, and uh, I, I was praying over the summer. And I remember, so we had corresponded back and forth. This was like way back in the day, you know, like before texting and email. So like, you know, way back in the day, she wrote me a couple. She wrote me a couple of letters. I wrote her back, etc. Just you know, very friendly. And so I'm thinking, okay, Lord, I, I think, you know, I just need a sign if you want me to pursue this girl, if you want me to date this girl. And literally the day after I prayed that, this care package arrives. From her? From her. Okay. She had made cookies and put a very nice and kind note in there. It's very encouraging. So I'm like, here we go. It's obvious. This is the sign. This is the sign. So I get back to campus a few weeks later and... Um, I take her on a nice little walk, and I say, um, over the summer, did a lot of praying, and I'm convinced that it's God's will for us to date. Yeah, yeah. Who said bro? <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah throwing down the God, God's will card. Yeah. To, to, terrible. To get a date. Terrible. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, That's yeah. strong. It's, That's it's, a bold move. It's, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, see, the problem was God had not informed her of that particular piece of his, of his will at the time. And so um, she was uh, stubbornly resistant to that uh, particular approach. And so had a good conversation with an older, godlier man who, upon uh, hearing this, said, you need to immediately go and apologize to that young woman right now. And he was correct hmm. because I had misstepped. And so, you know, sometimes we try the sign thing and pray for a sign, and sometimes we might think we get it, and it's actually not a sign yeah. at all. So, when you're thinking about a decision, and there's not a clear, this is right, this is wrong, <clears throat> what are some things you kind of work through as you're trying to sort out what God's will is for you? Yeah, in, in discovering that, I, I try to do a few things. Um, yeah. I, I try to search Scripture. Does, does Scripture have something to say about this topic? Yeah. Um, I then uh, make an attempt at praying about it for a period of time, a few weeks, depending on the magnitude of the, of the decision. Yeah. Uh, I then seek out people I really trust uh, and yeah. like, hey, what do you think of this? I'm thinking about this. What, what, are you, what is your sense? And then I try to use the brain God gave me uh, mm -hmm. to, make a, to make a wise decision yeah. because it's, 
it's almost never a decision between bad and good. Right. It's a decision between good and good. Right. Like, you can look at a situation and go, my goodness, either of those are, are good options. Right. But which one's best? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then I try to exercise, use my brain, and then I try to step forward and start moving in a direction. Yeah. So that's good. Um, I, I think here's a place where it could be helpful to clarify as well. I think we often have a misconception of what, what God's will is in these kinds of circumstances, that we, we can approach life as if God's will is this like really small, specific, very clearly defined point. Yeah. And that we have to work really hard to make sure we just hit that target on the, on the nose. And, and, and we're, we're left with kind of, well, you know, I hope this is right, but, you know, I think that's a misconception. How, how, would, you, how would you correct that misconception of God's will in our sort of personal lives and such as this kind of really small, specific point-in-time kind of understanding? Well... Gosh, um, I, I think part of God's will is to form you into, is to make you look like Jesus, mm-hmm. to cause you to look like Christ. And so in these sort of moments where you're, where you're wondering, goodness, which way do I go? Which way is best? Uh, if you make a mistake, uh, I, I think it was still God's will for you to make that mistake in order to shape and form you into the person uh, God needs you to be, uh, to, yeah. to, to look more like Jesus, uh, to look more like yeah. Christ. And he's going to use those things. Uh, and so, and so trying to think like, you know, I got to hit that point could be, can paralyze you with a lot of fear. Um, yeah, for and, sure. I, and I think moving forward uh, and realizing our mistakes, realizing strengths, weaknesses, all those things, using your brain, mm-hmm. using godly counsel, prayer, all those things help us, uh, help form us into, into, into being like Jesus at, at yeah. the end of the day. No, would, really would, you, would you add to that? Um, I think instead of thinking of a sort of like a specific, small, like very detailed point, mm-hmm. I think more of a path or a trajectory heading in a certain direction. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things that we often don't fully uh, <clears throat> recognize is oftentimes I think God will actually lead us <clears throat> in a direction that we think is going to one specific destination But in fact, that's not where he's taking us. But he has to take us down a path that prepares us through experiences or through, um, you know, something that somebody says or even just further education or training that we think is headed towards one specific direction. And then as we get down that path, God says, okay, actually, I'm going to redirect you now. But you needed to have those experiences, that further education or that kind of circumstance to prepare you for this other thing yeah. that you didn't even have on your radar necessarily. Or even, even those things could be relationships. And, yeah. and I, I just don't mean like romantic relationships, but professional relationships yeah. or uh, get you a professional skill set that, that maybe you wouldn't have gotten on your own if you'd had stepped right. to company XYZ uh, yeah. originally. Yeah, I mean, I think even this often comes up in the context of vocation, right? Thinking about where is God calling us in terms of vocation. And uh, I think some people probably know, uh, I went to college at Ohio University, not Ohio State, Ohio University, the Bobcats down in Athens, uh, party capital of was, the Midwest. I was about to say, isn't it like the number one party school in the country? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Just want to there, double check up that. Up there. Depends on what rankings you follow. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like there's the coaches poll, there's the media poll, there's sure. the computer rankings. It's all complex. But um, I went there thinking, 
I was going to be a sports broadcaster. And they have a great... They have a great journalism a great and program. broadcasting yeah. program. Yeah. yeah. And I am grateful for the classes and the experiences that I took towards that in terms of doing broadcasting, of, of being on the radio, calling games, being a DJ, all those sorts of things, I think helped me learn how to communicate in ways that have been super helpful once God redirected me into full-time ministry. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing when you were a kid, you didn't grow up thinking, I want to be an advancement officer yeah. when I grow up, right? Yeah, no, yeah. I think, I think Drew even said that when he was, it, maybe his first chapel of the year said like, yeah, who grows up thinking I want to raise money, you know? <laughs> uh, uh, very few people. But God worked through a variety of circumstances. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And even even going back to the story I shared earlier, yeah. like, uh, I got a ton of experiences in New mm -hmm. York, learned about the networking process, doing all those things that have been wildly helpful in, in my career currently and, and previously. Yeah. So I think part of what um, we'd love to come out of that discussion is uh, don't get paralyzed by having this mentality that says, I have to hit it exactly right and that, man, if I, if I make the wrong decision about which job to go after or things like that or what major to choose, mm -hmm. that, that if you kind of miss the mark in your own mind, that you're going to be like, oh, I'm hosed now. That's it. I missed God's will, and now I'm, I'm playing, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at best going to get second-tier kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, uh, evaluating where you're at in life is something you should do on a, a yearly or every other year basis, you know, yeah. you know evaluating okay, is this, is this what God has for me? Does God have something else for me? And, and yeah. continue to keep moving forward, uh, I think, is, is the, the thing that I've learned about God's will, is yeah. uh, I, I just need to keep moving forward and discovering it as I go. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, I want to, want to mention one other thing. Yeah. I, I think it's important for us to value the input of others. You, you mentioned this along the way, but uh, I think... Both of us have had experiences where we've had a student come to us and say, God is calling me, and they fill in the blank with something that you think, I really am pretty sure that's not what God is calling you to do. Yes. Uh, can I tell a quick story? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I had a student come to, this is years ago, uh, Brent and I, uh, and we did not talk about this at the time, but we both gave him the same advice. This student came to us and said, hey, I think I'm, I think I'm going to drop out of grace uh, and go take an internship at a church. Brent, do you remember this? Okay. And uh, he was giving up massive scholarship. I mean, I mean, all these things. And I looked at him and he goes, dude, I think that's going to be a, a huge mistake. That's good. That's going to be bad. And Brent gave him the same advice. Uh, now, you could go, well, you're both employees of the school. Of course, you want another student here. You know, yeah. uh, but uh, I, I gave him that advice, and he looked at me and goes, the fact that you're against me is confirmation that I should go take this internship. Mm, okay. And I was like, what sort of funhouse mirror logic are you working <laughs> with here? Yes. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, that's good. You ready to take some questions? Sure, sure. Do you want to mention our, our resource that we have for them here? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the most helpful resource we've come across is uh, Kevin DeYoung's book, Just Do Something, a liberating approach to finding God's will, short, accessible, 
Easy to read. Super helpful. Super helpful. Uh, in fact, I think we both were like, yeah, we should bring that with us. And then we both realized we lent it out to other people. Yeah. And they did not return it. So. Yes, that's why I, that's why I stamp my books. You know this. Yeah, I have an you, embosser. You so that there's at least a chance for the spirit to convict that person some point down the road of, hey, that wasn't really my book, was it? I actually, so when, when people borrow books from me, I will take a picture of them in my office with the book. <laughs> and I will text them in the future if I have not, I've not gotten yeah. it back when I, when I review the photos. I know the local authorities always appreciate those pieces of evidence for mm -hmm. your investigation. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So uh, the voice you're about to hear will not be the voice of God, but Brent Mancarelli, which is not far off. So, um, <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm not sure I want to speak now. Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, there's, there's been a ton of questions coming in. I'm going to try to give a couple of them to you at a time that are related. A lot of, a lot of people asking similar questions. So the first one I'll throw out to you, uh, a lot of people using the terms uh, God's will and God's plan interchangeably, and they're asking questions like, is there, is there just one plan, and I need to figure that out? How do I find that one path, or are there multiple paths that God presents to me? And then it's up to me to try to make a decision. So that, that'd be kind of one part of that. And then the second part, a lot of people asking, how do I determine between God's will and how he's leading me and my own thoughts? Uh, whether those are good thoughts or selfish thoughts, how do I differentiate between God leading me or this just sounds really good in my head and that's the way I'm headed? Yeah, I, on, on the thoughts in the head, I, I think that's where you need to be talking to people around you. Yeah. Uh, you need to be interacting with your community uh, that could be parents, it could be grandparents, uh, asking uh, a local church, your RA, your RD, fill in the blank with whoever you respect, and you need to have a conversation with them. Hey, I'm thinking about this. Is this a good idea? Does this uh, uh, go together with my skill set? Uh, and or, or is this a good fit for me? And, uh, and, and use that as, as sort of a, you, you know, humans, we're great at deceiving ourselves. Yeah. Um, we're great at finding rationalizations for whatever we want to do. Yeah. Um, and we need others to sort of be like, no, you're not thinking right. Uh, here, yeah. Here's the way to go. So, yeah. And I think um, part of what can be helpful when seeking counsel from others is um, to try to surface motives. Absolutely. In terms yeah. of what is it about this opportunity that is attractive and be honest with yourself. Sometimes it might be, well, that opportunity is a lot more money mm -hmm. and that's really attractive. Well, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it might be a, a red flag or at least a yellow flag to say, so is my motivation just achieving a level of comfort so I can live a relatively comfortable and self-indulgent life versus maybe this other opportunity, less money, but maybe better set, uh, maybe a better fit for me, maybe better opportunities uh, for a Christian community or Christian service that might come from this versus that. So I think trying to, talking through with others helps can it help expose some mm -hmm. of that? And I would suggest getting a range of feedback. Yes, yes, multiple. Not just of your roommate. Absolutely. As great as your roommate might be, or not just your best friend who's same, you know, age as you, but older, wiser, godlier folks in the local church, um, and that can be a really helpful resource there. And, and I've noticed a tendency among people to only go to people that are going to affirm them. Like yes. you kind of know what they're going to say. <laughs> you kind of know they're going to be on your side at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, go to people that you're going to, they're going to be like, that's a bad idea, you know, and, <laughs> and are going to give you that pushback. You don't have to listen to them. Yeah. You, you, you could, but it's good to hear that and sort of get their perspective on things. Yeah. Agreed. 
Uh, not the second part of that. No, that really, really, really the first two, part. The yeah. first part, but you went second. Yeah. I did. I did. I don't even remember the first part. Brent, what was the first part? Does, does God have one path, or does he present multiple options, yeah. opportunities to you, and it's up to you to decide? This is where I think it's helpful to think about the reality that um, when we are ex- in the moment, I think there are directions that God puts out in front of us, opportunities. Mm-hmm. And we have the freedom guided by the Spirit, guided by uh, wise counsel of others, as well as uh, what our interests are and such, to use the wisdom that God has given us to make a decision and go in a direction. Yeah. And so I, I think we need to be careful about having that sort of very specific, this is God's plan for my life, as if it's something we could know in advance. Mm-hmm. However, we can look back after the fact and often, though not always, see some of God's reasoning for taking you down a path that he then redirects or that we feel like, well, I thought, you know, for example, when I graduated from college, I thought I was going to go on staff with crew and serve uh, in the country of Albania for a year or two. And I thought that's what was, was God's will for me, and I was moving in that direction. And as that happened, I found that my Love for Kate, who I was dating at the time. We got that figure. Who became out. That Kate, is my Kate wife. the wife. Kate okay. the wife, okay, yes. Good. There's no other Kate, just to clarify. So <laughs> the um that it seemed like God was leading me away from that to stay home and marry this lovely woman. And that's worked out really well. Yeah. And so I, I God redirected. So I, I don't think I made a mistake in discerning God's will there. I think God was just taking me down a path. So there is freedom. Two, make a decision based on the best wisdom you have, pursue something, and then trusting in God's sovereignty that if he wants you somewhere else, he will guide and direct and re, uh, redirect you yep. in, those, in those ways. We serve a God who is capable of doing that. And so don't get paralyzed by feeling like, I have to make this absolute right decision. Well, oftentimes it's, what's the best option in mm-hmm. front of me? And if I, in one sense, get it wrong... God redirects and God moves to get you where he wants you to be. Yeah. No notes. No notes? On your answer. No notes. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I have nothing to add. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Brent, next question. I didn't get that reference. All right, just, just to point out, uh, on those last few thoughts that you shared there, Dr. Harmon, uh, several people asking, yeah, can you resist God's will? Can, can you shut the door on something that God is presenting to you? So I don't know if... If either of you want to elaborate a little bit more on that, but several questions about if I can't truly know, is there a possibility that I could mess this up and I could actually resist God's will in my life? Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's, I think there's two, two different versions of this. One version is there's a pretty clear direction mm-hmm. and you refuse, Right. Everything is kind of putting, moving together towards, I want you to, the Lord wants you to go in this direction. And you're like, no, I'm just not doing it. Wise counsel, opportunities, all that. And then if there's a, a sense of that's where I should go, and you say, no. That's a different conversation than, well, I had three or four options, it seems like, and I, I, yes. I picked something. Totally agree. And 
Maybe I mistakenly chose a direction. So I think you can, uh, and yet God is also sovereign and capable of bringing you to a point of, re- of repentance if you reject something uh, that is pretty clearly the direction God is, is, is leading you um, and redirecting you either towards that or towards something else. Yeah, and I, I was thinking more in, in God's moral will, right? Part of, part of his will is that we follow Scripture, that we listen to his words and, and obey him. And uh, who in the room doesn't, you know, who, who doesn't disobey God? Uh, you know, who doesn't sin? Yeah. And uh, that, that's a not following God's will and, and resisting him, certainly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That doesn't mean that there's not mercy and and, sure. and repentance, and he's gonna he's gonna bring you back certainly. But uh, yeah, but it's always much easier to see God's will in retrospect, looking back. Oh yeah, than it is looking forward. And don't underestimate again just the the very merciful nature of God. It's not like God is up there like, man, I hope he gets it right, and, and if, if he not, doesn't, I'm gonna stick it to him. Yeah, that's, 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 not, that's not the God that we have. Mm-mm. So uh, he's very merciful and patient. Uh, maybe one more question, I think. Oh, one more. Now you're making me choose here. All right. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with, with this one. There's a, a, a few different people that texted in. Maybe some advice about they are uh, sensing, seeing God's will, and they're not really excited about it. They're looking ahead and saying, you know, I think that's going to involve some discomfort. Yeah. That's going to involve disappointing some people. It even it could involve some suffering for me moving forward. And I think often when people are thinking about God's will, they're thinking about future plans. And there's generally nervousness around, around being excited about their future. But what happens when they're looking to the future and it does not look pleasant, but they believe it's God's will? That's a great question. I wish we had more than a few minutes to unpack it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I was I was with a with a family who you, you know um, I how to frame this. Uh, I was I was with a family who who just got a cancer diagnosis in their family. Uh, it's it's God's will for them to deal with this member of their family who has cancer for that person to suffer and the family to suffer alongside them. Uh, that is never something they ask for. Uh, and sometimes mm-hmm. God God's will includes those things, and that that's just really hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I just talked about this text in uh, Greek exegesis this morning, Isaiah 6, right? We're all familiar with Isaiah 6, the whole, you know, Isaiah has the throne room vision. God's like, uh, who's going to go? And Isaiah says, here am I, send me. And we sort of say, stop, and then we preach the text, right? But the reality is what follows is God saying, okay, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to send you out. You're going to preach the the, the truth, and it's going to actually harden people in their sin against me. Um, that's a path of suffering. That's happened often with the prophets. So uh, I, I would just say it's good that you recognize that maybe your desires don't align with what a strong indication of God's will is, but that's an opportunity for you to pray, to repent, and to move forward in trust because we, we can't get locked into this, well, I have a peace about it, so it must be God's will. Not necessarily. Yeah. Um, if I'm sitting on an airplane and I, I, I know that the Lord wants me to try to have an opportunity to share the gospel with the person sitting next to me, um, I may not have a peace at all. I might have butterflies, and, but 
that doesn't mean that it's not right for me to do that. So we have to be careful about letting our subjective feelings or desires overrule other clear direction that God gives. And it's, a, it's another opportunity to check in with godly counsel. Absolutely. Parents, grandparents, mentors, those people can help. Yeah. Um, can help you make that decision, yep. can, can help you discern that, and uh, maybe even get you excited uh, about the possibilities of God. Yeah, and oftentimes, uh, enjoyment and uh, delight follows a, uh, just a brute force act of obedience. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we wait for, oh, I'm not going to do anything until I have the, the, the warm, fuzzy feeling that I want to do that, rather than I'm going to do that, and oftentimes God aligns our desires as we step out in faith to trust him. All right, I'm rebelling and throwing one more at you. I'm sorry. One more, real quick. You just give one quick piece of advice. A lot of, qu- a lot of students asking, how do I learn to practically submit to God's will? I want to grow in that area. This is something that I'm, I'm wanting to do more and grow in. What would be one, just one, you don't give a, a lengthy answer, one piece of practical advice on how to better submit to God's will? Um, my goodness. I, I mean, I think of several things that we've talked about, like like entering a time of prayer for discernment, uh, talking to godly counsel, doing those things. I, I would also say God's will for you, for, for all of us, uh, get into a healthy local church and get involved. Be a part of people's lives. Um, you you want to be able to discern that well? Let me tell you, there's nothing like being under a good preacher and teacher and sitting under their teaching for several years. Um, yeah. Do that, and that, w- yeah. that will help you discern God's will. Yep, and I'll just add quickly, um, bringing others into the struggle mm-hmm. in whatever area that is, bringing someone in and letting them know, hey, I, I am tempted to do this, or I struggle to be obedient in this area. Could, could you pray for me? Could you check in with me? Ask me how I'm doing. And uh, that, that's just one simple step that sin thrives in the darkness. Bringing out into the light oftentimes makes it uh, far less powerful. That's right. All right, we need to move on to this day in sports history. And it is, of course, because we're in chapel here, Grace College Focus. John, go ahead and read it for okay. us, please. January 26, 2014, J.J. Jackson becomes the all-time leading scorer for the Grace College women's basketball team during a one-point win against Taylor. She scored 1,893 points in her career and held the record for six years before being toppled by Veronica Drake. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. Let's clap it up for J.J. Jackson there, yeah. Props to her. All right, one thing you liked. Okay, so one thing I liked this week uh, is that Brent is alive from his car accident. Uh, Another thing I liked this week is that that truck is gone. Um, So... Yes. I was not aware there was so much hatred towards this truck well, on so, campus. So I make all the hike clues every year for the, for the freshman yeah. uh, hike at the beginning of the year. One of my clues has always been find Brent's duct-taped truck. Yeah. And now I can no longer have that clue. Yeah, that's unfortunate. All right. Oh, I'm happy about it. Don't, don't, yeah. <laughs> don't cry for me. <laughs> yes. Um, well, my vehicle does have duct tape on it, so now maybe my oh, vehicle okay. will be the Duct tape. We just got to make sure it's on campus for the hike. Okay. All yeah. right. We can work on that. My one thing I liked, I'm actually going to borrow from, uh, uh, it's, this is officially coming out this week, is my, la- my latest book has come out, The God Who Judges and Saves, A Theology of Second Peter and Jude. 
Um, I actually let uh, our president borrow a copy of that in our gem meeting. Wow. And uh, he never gave it back. So I'm just wow. counting that as a gift. He, oh, oh, it wasn't embossed. Uh, that's oh. right. I didn't emboss it. Well, whose uh, book is it? Yeah, I, you know, we don't know. Your name's don't know. only on the so, cover. Uh, um, yes. What is that's that? Right. 10 books in 10 years? Um, it is 10 books in eight years. Oh, even better. Yeah, Does anybody so. own the complete Matthew Harmon library out there? Uh, my son is somewhere in the room. Uh, I don't think he owns it, unless you're counting it as common property. I don't think so. I'm not. The better question that. is, how many of my books has he read? Oh, that's a great question. We won't. We won't add them on the show. All right. All right. We have talked the latest on Grace Men's and Women's Basketball. We have talked. Trying to figure out God's will for your life. We have talked about this day in sports history with J.J. Jackson becoming the all-time leading scorer for Grace Women. And we have talked about Brent's truck. And the fact that Brent's alive. We're very excited about that. We're grateful that. that Brent's alive. We're very excited about I that. I think so, yes. And so I think by definition, we have covered our various and sundry topics and so all that's left to say is, until next time, the Lord bless y'all real good. Later. Later.